Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Hi, I'm Jamie Freeman. And I'm Jamie Steele. And And we're we're the Jamies. Just kidding. That's a very different, (laughs) very different podcast. Thank you for indulging me in my ridiculous... uh, (laughs) opening but welcome obviously you're not marissa you're the other jamie who we talk about frequently on the podcast i am the other jamie the mysterious other jamie thanks for having me jamie (laughs) (laughs) we can't do that the whole episode that's gonna get old okay i won't say your name again (laughs) um thanks for being here so just a little bit of background we work together that's how we know each other we're also friends um and yeah, what what else would you like to tell people about yourself? Um, what would I like to? I mean, there's not much. I'm the other Jamie. Um, I'm I'm not a bookstagrammer, you know, <laughs> like you like you would have on this podcast. Uh, but I do love reading. Um, I haven't had the opportunity to read a whole ton because I am crazy and went to law school. Um, but I I have done some reading, and I'm excited to talk about it with you. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you the opportunity to do two books. Um, like I did with Carrie. So you're going to start us off and tell us your first book that you love. Okay. Excellent. Um, okay. So the first book that I loved was, um, Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner. I just finished it. It came out this spring. I do not read new books. You know this about me. I am a super old catalog reader. Um, but this came out in the spring and it sounded incredible and it's gotten a lot of press and I believe it's a Goodreads uh, book of the year. Um, so I put it on my list for when I finish this semester, I can give myself this book to read. Also, I thought it would be very, very sad. So I was also a little hesitant to read it. That's because- why I've been staying away from it. I'm so scared because I know it's, I mean, I know it's going to be sad, but convince yeah. me why I should read it anyway. Okay. I will tell you, it is not a cry fest, which I thought it would be. So yes, it is crying in H Mart, but it is just a really beautiful, essentially letter to her mother. It's not written like a letter to her mother. I'm just saying the 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 beautiful writing and the story that she tells. Um, she essentially she's in her mid twenties. Her mom is diagnosed with well, what they thought was pancreatic cancer that had spread all over her body. Um, and so she goes and spends time with her mom as she's going through this um, journey and uh, cancer treatment and then through her life. And they spend some time in the U.S. and some time in Korea. Um, anyway, it was just it, w- it was just a really, really, really beautiful story um, about her her life. It started as an article in The New Yorker a few years ago, and then she expanded upon it. So. Um, if it sounds familiar, that's where it came from. That's um, interesting. I didn't know that. Yes, but it's um, I um, I have I think that it is as if um, when breath becomes air and um, save me the plums had a book baby. Okay. Um, so it is um, food is what bonded um, Michelle and her mom, and so it is, it is a lot of food. I, love I have food a very long list of uh, things that I need to go try and find and eat. Um, and <laughs> I have never um, wanted to make kimchi before, but now I'm like, 
I need to, I need to chop up some cabbage stat and make some kimchi. But <laughs> it was just, it was really, really beautiful. And then for me personally, it was super cathartic because we had so many parallels in our life. So it was just, um, I thought that would like ravish me and I would be crying for days and weeks and years. But it was, it was just really, be- really beautiful and I have said that I've only used the word beautiful to describe this book, but that's what it is. Um, it was just a cathartic read for me and no tears, no tears at all laughed in this book. She was hilarious, like self deprecating and, um, like the tension that she has between her and her mother. It was just delightful. It was a delightful, lovely, it was a warm hug. <laughs> you stop that. Stop that right now. So you didn't cry at all. No tears I, shed. Not a single tear, which is super okay. surprising. So that may be a, a statement of the state of my mind at the time. <laughs> but um, but anyway, it was just, it was, it was really beautiful and no tears from me. Lots of tears from her. Well, I would assume so with the title. Right. Crying yes. in H Mart. But it was, I, it was a, really about her, her journey of grief. So it opens with her in H Mart right crying at the sight of something that reminded her of her family and or of her mother and um that's something that I've really um really connected with was you can talk about your loved one who you've lost in uh, just really personal ways but some things will set you off and some things that you wouldn't expect so right. you know so that was I don't know it was just oh, it was so lovely it was such a delightful. All right, movie. I'll move it up my list, but I do have a feeling that I'm gonna end up crying like a baby when I read it. I don't. It. Th- I don't think you will. <laughs> I think her writing, like you're really going on a journey with her. It's like part travel, part food, part love. Like it was just. I. I. I don't know if you'll cry. I don't think you will. Okay, we'll. We'll see. If I didn't cry, you're not gonna I'll, cry. I'll report back. Okay. Good. Um. So the book I'm gonna tell you about. I don't know if you've heard of it. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you've seen it around. Well, I do. I do peruse the bookstagrams. So <laughs> it's, sure it's State of Terror by Hillary Clinton and Louise Penny. Yes, of course I have. <laughs> Whenever I first saw it announced, I sent it to you, and of course you had already heard of it. But, um, how um, was it? I was okay. Okay, it was it was five stars. Amazing. I I was nervous about it because I love Louise Penny, mm-hmm. and I was afraid that someone else was going to come in and. Um, namely Hillary Clinton come in and and just take away some of the magic that Louise Penny has um but all of the magic was there it was uh you could still feel Louise Penny Louise Penny you (laughs) you could still feel Louise Penny in every page of the book but you could also see where Hillary Clinton came in and like put her you know spin on the story and the characters and things like that so I thought it was a really good collaboration However you feel about Hillary Clinton, set aside. You know, I thought it was a good book and a good collaboration. Was she more of like research? I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm supposed to ask questions, but. (laughs) You are allowed to ask questions. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't look up like who did what. Yeah. Yeah. But you could definitely feel both of them in the book. Um, Because the main character is the Secretary of State. Which she was at one time. Um, Really? (laughs) Yeah. So we have a new president, new secretary of state. They're actually rivals. And everyone was really shocked that the president like appointed this particular secretary of state because she is like, she's like, um, 
president or owns like a, a news corporation and just really hounded him through the campaign. And so everyone was like, why did you pick her? Um, but he does. And then a series of terrorist attacks happen. Oh and so she's immediately thrown into secretary of state duties and like big time. And so they happen around the world, not in the United States, but they know that one is coming to the United States and they have essentially like a series of clues that they have to figure out when and where this attack is going to be, what it's going to be like, how it's going to happen and all that kind of stuff. So it has that part of like a detective kind of feel to it. That is Louise Penny. Um, and there were some really fun I don't think you've read Louise Penny's uh, Three Pines series, have you? I haven't read any Louise Penny. Okay. And I was going to say, is this a book that someone who hasn't read Louise Penny could still read? A hundred percent. Okay. But for Louise Penny fans, mm-hmm. it's extra fun because she throws in some Three Pines references. Oh, okay. So yeah, I really, really love that aspect of it. But um, it was just well written. It was well done. The story like kept me on my toes. It was, it was really good. I was impressed. So... That's incredible. Okay, I'm going to put that on my list. I don't normally read Louise Penny or anything in that genre, to be honest. Right. Uh, but, but I I'll think this would be a good list. one for you because it is sort of a political thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, I love those. I know. <laughs> and so it was fun to see the inner workings of the government as well as like solving this mystery along the way. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, yes, that's going on my list. Yeah. Now, have you read the one that Bill Clinton did? Not to make it about No, I had the one he did with uh, James, <laughs> James Patterson. Patterson. No, I haven't done that one. I think one. he's doing a second, if I remember correctly. I don't You might really... have to chop that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really read James Patterson mm-hmm. regularly, so it wasn't something that I was immediately drawn to. I, I'm curious about it, but I'm not... It's not a must-read for me. Okay. Anything by Louise Penny is a must-read right, for me. Right, of course. So. Of course. Okay. Well, neat. That sounds really good. And I'm going to put it on my list. Excellent. What is your second book? My second book. Okay. Um, I have to say that I have read one half of this book, but it's still on my (laughs) love. It's already going on your... It's already on my love list. That's impressive. The book is written in two halves. So that's why I feel comfortable doing this. Um, But I thought you were telling me that was the title. I was like, what an interesting title. Okay. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Got it. Sorry. The title of the book is The Art of Showing Up. It's by Rachel Wilkerson Miller. um, And it is incredible. Um, The first half is about showing up for yourself. And that's the half that I've read. The second half is about showing up for others. And I have not read that half yet, but I know. Thank you for showing up here for me today. (laughs) You're already, you're already doing what the book preaches. (laughs) Yay, go me. And you haven't even read that half yet. Yeah, I haven't even gotten to it, but um, I actually did it in um, intentionally. I read the first half and I'm sitting with it and I'm spending some time with it and, um, and trying to really get the most out of the first half before I move on to the second half. So I will read it soon, but I know already that it's going to be <laughs> um, just as good as the first half was. And this is what this is what I jotted down about it. I said, the first half of this book has helped me more than three years of therapy has. So <laughs> that tells amazing. you just how. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So this <laughs> is obviously nonfiction. This is nonfiction, which is of. I read. It's self-improvement now, th- Jamie. I'm so sorry. Self-improvement. <laughs> I should know that. I got to read brand um but yeah I almost exclusively read um narrative nonfiction, historical fiction memoir and 
um, self-improvement. That's almost exclusively what I read. And then book clubs get me out of that shell. Um, so this is in line with what I read. I know it's a little different than what people on this podcast normally read. <laughs> so this book, I would say this book is not just like if you are in a, a, a chaotic state and need to figure yourself out. I think it's more than that. I think it is um, um, figuring out who you are truly and how you interact. This is like, this, you would love this because you love the personality test yeah. um, world. <laughs> and she actually goes into personality tests a, a tiny bit. There's a chapter on it. But um, it goes further than personality tests in like what makes you tick and um, and what makes you you and how to really truly understand yourself and how you um, react to other things and do other things so that you can um, be your full and complete self. And then eventually, I guess in the second half, I'll learn how to <laughs> be, be better, um, be a better friend and show up better for others and that sort of thing. So I'm curious, when did you read this? I want to think back and see if I can notice a change in you. <laughs> I would say I've um I've been reading it over the last two months. So um you seen any change in the last two months? Um a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been reading it over the last two months and I've been sitting with it. So I would read a chapter, sit, read a chapter, sit. And I finished I probably it's probably been about two weeks since I finished the first half. Okay. So any major changes in the last two weeks? <laughs> last two weeks specifically, no. <laughs> Um, okay, well, that's cool. That sounds, it sounds like something I need to read. I'll put it on my list. I yeah, had never heard of it before. So I, I, and honestly, I was trying to think because I, I, I get my books from a very select, um, few places and I was trying to remember where I got this book from and I can't remember. <laughs> I, I've, I've searched a little bit and all I can think is that it came somewhere from Instagram. It had to have been because I can't. I've gone back to like read articles. I looked at my screenshots. Nowhere. I just bought this book on a whim. <laughs> it wasn't like a, from another podcast that you listened to? It wasn't another podcast. It was nothing. Interesting. It was, it was nothing. I can't it came, find it. You I know what? Books find their way to us when we need them Pre most. Precisely. This book found me and it was the perfect time to read it. But also, I don't want it to sound like you have to be in a crisis for you to get the most out of <laughs> right. this book. Like it... it um, it, it really and truly um, is just more about understanding yourself and you can never understand yourself more. You know, you're always going to. Agreed. I always want, that's why I love personality tests so much. I want all the descriptors for myself. I want to understand myself as much as possible. Um, that sounds egotistical when I say it. <laughs> oh no. But I mean like whenever you know yourself better, you are a better person. You work better. You're a better friend. You're, you're all those things. So um, no, I don't think that's egotistical. <laughs> Okay, well, good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about the tea that we're drinking, shall we? Which okay. we are drinking in matching mugs that are from another podcast. Yes, they're, um, it, it's actually really funny because it's Jim and James, Jamie and Jamie, and we're Jamie and Jamie. Yeah. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. So we're drinking another August uncommon tea, and this one is called Breakfast. It's one of their new blends, and it's like their take on an English breakfast tea. Which, and which you're obsessed with. I drink English breakfast tea every morning at the office. So let's see. Let's read this thing. Go for oh, it. God. It's like a whole long paragraph. I know. And you could just read the very front. It says tastes like, feels like or okay, something. That would be better than okay. this long paragraph. Yeah. Um, but yes, tastes like. Oh, that's interesting. Vanilla custard, shortbread cookie, burnt toast. Hold I definitely get the burnt toast. <laughs> 
It does have, yeah, a little a little bit of a burnt flavor. And it feels like morning in a grand hotel. So Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um it's definitely sweeter than I expected it to be. Like I don't necessarily well, you consider didn't read the whole thing. You said breakfast, but it's it's really smoky vanilla. Yeah, that's the description. It's smoky vanilla black tea. Yes. Oh, okay. It's called breakfast. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, it is super smoky. I find it's a little smoky. It's sweeter than I expected. And I'll be honest, it has a little bit of a medicinal taste to me. And smell. If you sm- if you smell, well, the bag of the fresh tea, and I'm sure the fresh tea, the unbrewed tea leaves, <laughs> um, it, it does have a medicinal. I don't know if I love it. It's good. I'm going to drink it. But I don't know if I would drink this again. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. I would not replace this with my typical... Um, Harney and Sons English breakfast that I drink every morning at the office. Yeah, this is, I guess, if you want to jazz it up one day. Yeah, it's good to just mix things up. I'm not a huge black tea drinker. And I'm opposite. I love fruity teas. So, and I don't find this one to be super sweet. But also, you don't like fruity teas. and Well, I don't find it like fruity sweet, just uh, sweet, sweet. Like vanilla sweet? Like Oh, you um, did sweeten it, though. Like That's probably the difference. Vanilla custard <laughs> shortbread cookie sweet. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't taste that. But maybe I should have sweetened it like you sweetened it, and I would be tasting the same. Perhaps. I don't have anything to spill the tea on today. Spilling the tea. I don't I don't have anything to spill the tea on. I have no tea to spill. I mean, we just had the holidays. Let's just keep it positive. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Positive thinking. Although spilling the tea can still be positive. How? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, when we spill the tea on books, we do try to do it in such a way that's not like this is a bad book, but this is what didn't work for us. Right. Yeah. See, that's p- and a it positive may spin. work for other people. Right. It wasn't the right book for you right now. Exactly. The book may find you again later <laughs> when we most need it. Um, but we can still talk about what's keeping us sane. Cool. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. Um, what's keeping me sane? Um, I took something up about two months ago that has been just really exciting for me I started writing again uh, for fun like no pressure no purpose whatever Um, I really struggled with journaling about myself so I started just writing about not myself but other things (laughs) and I I found uh, this character that I started writing this is going to sound crazy almost 20 years ago that's how old I am. Um, but I, I, I you're I, younger than I am. I know, but I started writing this character almost 20 years ago. It was wild to think that, but I, I picked her back up and I've been writing new stories and adventures for her. And it's just been so fun. I didn't know that you had that in you. That's really cool. Well, I would not find my, I would not say that I'm a creative person, but I do love writing. I've always loved writing and I'll go in waves of it. And it's been, I've been writing daily for almost two months now. And it's that's been, really awesome. Yeah. It's been, it's been keeping me sane. It's like a little adventure. Um, and I hope these never see the light of day. I was going to say, never, when do I get to read them? You will never get to read this um she's her, her name is ann tony um and i wrote a musical uh, you know this. i'm so glad you brought up the musical because yeah. i was gonna bring it up <laughs> i wrote a musical um whenever i was in middle school 
about Antony. It was called Anchovies of Antony. And I've just <laughs> been, I know, <laughs> middle school me. Um, but it's held up. Um, Anchovies of Antony is still, <laughs> um, still a great musical. Still a great musical <laughs> and still great fun. And she's so fun to write. So I've, I've really been uh, loving and exploring her 20 years later. So <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, my thing that's keeping me sane is I set myself a project over our break Mm -hmm. to get my house in order finally. Yes. Because I moved in, um, right before everything locked down. I was going to say in the pandemic. Yeah. It was literally days. Yeah. Yeah, Literally Mm -hmm. days before the lockdown. And so I just kind of like... threw stuff into random rooms in my house and it's just still been like that Mm -hmm. um and so I'm finally going through room by room cabinet by cabinet drawer by drawer I'm obviously not going to finish this during our break but it's been nice to start the process like last night I did my laundry room and my entryway and it just feels so good that feels good like I feel good for you (laughs) you know thank you (laughs) so um I know I still have a long way to go but it's feels good to have finally started and my house is finally gonna be in order I was gonna say like are you breathing better however long it's been almost two years well I've been loving you sent me whenever you were um organizing one of your drawers you sent me like before and after yeah 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 (laughs) and um it's just so um satisfying yeah you know I love a good before and after Mm -hmm. I usually forget to take the before photo and then I'm like oh dang it I should have taken the before because that would be such a great transformation (laughs) but I think I got a before and uh during and and after after. (laughs) (laughs) I love just the feeling of newly organized everything yeah it's the best I, I find whenever you do that like you're organizing a little bit of chaos Exactly. I like, like the physical organization leads to the mental organization. A hundred percent. Yes. For sure. You need to write a self-improvement book about <laughs> physical organization leading to mental organization. I'm sure there are already a plethora <laughs> of those books out there. And that is why none of my writing will ever come to life because <laughs> there's already way too much writing out I'm there. I'm going to find a way to read your stuff. No. Um, you wanted to end the episode on what we're reading now. And I think that's a great idea. Okay. I don't know why Marissa and I don't do that. I know. It'd be so fun to see like what you guys are reading um, and and that sort of thing. And I got it from your uh, your Carrie episode. Carrie. Um, <laughs> My Carrie episode. <laughs> Carrie was so fun in telling you what she was reading. So I am reading. And this is a physical book I checked out from the library. Because <laughs> you're also all about the audio. Um. Yeah, I do love audio. I've been um, reading. Oh, I have a tip I'll have to share in a moment, but um, don't let me forget. But um, this one is a physical book I checked out from the library because it was like a 28 week wait on Libby for both audio and um, and the book. So I know. So this is a book club book. This is from um, in the Junior League of Baton Rouge and we have a D.E.I. and B club. We've added the B recently. Wait, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Oh, okay. Yes, we added the B recently. But anyway, Deeb. <laughs> Deeb. Um, the Deep Club is reading um, Tell Me Who You Are. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but it's Tell Me Who You Are. It's written by two 18-year-old Asian Americans. Um, they took a gap year and uh, went and traveled to all 50 states and interviewed people in all of those states um, really exploring racial inequality and um, other 
issues stemming from that and um, and then included their own lived experiences and that sort of thing. And I'm only a couple chapters in, but it is, it's been eye-opening thus far and that it's too 18-year-olds. That's what I was about to say. Can we pause for a moment and go back? Did you say to 18-year-olds? Yeah. Because goodness gracious. They started it as a project in their senior year and decided to keep it going and took the gap year so that they could finish wow. it. Wow. Um, and I'm just like, I, I, you know me, I'm a researcher. We're opposites with books. I research <laughs> books heavily and you just jump right in. Yeah. I want to know nothing. Yeah. I want to know everything. <laughs> and um, and then I read the book and then I do more research after the book if I liked it. Um, and so with this one, I just, I just watched a couple of interviews just to get the frame right because it is a book club book and I want to get more out of it so I can discuss it better and all that <laughs> stuff. But, um, but anyway, um, in the interviews, they were it, – it's like they are speaking – so intelligently and I don't mean that in a like disparaging way but they're seniors in high school or they're they just graduated right they're you're they're 18 year old people and I'm th- sitting here thinking back to whenever I was an 18 year old girl and I'm sitting like oh my gosh they are just leaps and bounds above but anyway it, it was just it's, it's really interesting in the fact that they went to all 50 states together did these interviews uh I just can't wait to finish the rest of it it's been really good so far I'm gonna go put that on hold on Libby and then <laughs> you're 28, in 28 week. weeks I'm gonna be like where did this come from <laughs> <laughs> right well I try to make a note that Jamie suggested it but yes that's that that's what I'm reading right now and it's um and it, it it's a physical book so it's taking me a little bit and oh my tip okay yes so yes, this is why it's taking me a little bit longer to get through I had read a while back about increasing your font size on Kindle and it helps you read faster. But I was just like, no, (laughs) I I was hesitant to even do eBooks. I was a book reader for life. Like I had to have the physical book. So I finally got into eBooks. And then I finally, a couple of books ago, did the large font. Oh my God. Are you just flying through them? I am flying through books with the large font. It's like four sentences on the page. And I have this bad habit of like reading a sentence and then it takes me on a journey. Wandering. <laughs> yes, yeah. I start wandering <laughs> and go off and start thinking about other things and then having to like refine myself on the page. And this helps with that because it's only four sentences to get lost in and you can very <laughs> easily find your place and then keep going. So I've been flying through it. So tip, if you're, if you are insistent on reading eBooks and struggling, put that font up to 14. <laughs> that, that is a good tip. Because I'll I'll tell you what I'm reading right now. It's I'm in the middle of four books. My, my I know it's crazy. My four th- books. <laughs> my thing is I don't I like to end the year mm-hmm. like I don't like to be in the middle of a right. book between years, which I know is ridiculous. It's a crazy personal rule, but you know what? We all have to have yeah. our own rules. So <laughs> it just makes me feel so much better. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to finish these four books that I started throughout the year. And I've got to, like, gotta wrap them up. I only have a few days You're, left. Yeah, you really need to hurry up. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> so one of them is Murder at the Breakers. It's a cozy mystery set in, um, the series is set in Newport, Rhode Island, which I traveled to earlier this year. And they have like a 13 or 14 like mansions in Newport. And I was going to say, isn't the Breakers in Newport? That's like the famous. Um, yes, okay. it's the Vanderbilt. Yeah, yes. Um, 
mansion. And so I enjoyed seeing those. We only went to two of them, but I love seeing them so much. And I went to an indie bookstore there. And when I saw that this cozy mystery was set in Newport, I was like, this is the book I'm getting from this indie bookstore. So I'm in the middle of that one. I'm almost done. I'm in the middle of Morning Star, which is the third in the Red Rising series. mm -hmm. I'm rereading that series. Mm -hmm. I am in the middle of a short story collection, The Office of Historical Corrections. Oh, I've actually heard of that one. It sounds really good. Would I like that? I think that you would. Okay. It's been, I started this way earlier this year. Girl, put that font to 14. <laughs> or is but it audiobook? This is audio. <laughs> okay. But it, it's in, since it's short stories, it's, it was easy to just like, when I couldn't get into any books, mm-hmm. I would just like listen to a short story and be like, okay, I accomplished something at least. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I'm reading is an advanced ebook copy of the Paris bookseller by Carrie Mayer. Oh, and I have been struggling with it because I don't do ebooks mm-hmm. and you, you know me, I like to just like fit in as much as possible. Right, so I got that font size tiny. Oh yes. And I've been struggling. So I'm going to try the increasing the font size. Yeah. So I only have four sentences and I'll see if that works better and I'll report back to you. Yeah, I think I think it will help you um, because you'll stay focused because it and also you'll just keep flipping the pages and that'll keep you locked in. It'll too. be a page turner. It will I'll turn it literal, into a page turner. Yes. Whenever we uh, reconvene and we talk about that book and you say it's a page turner, I'll know why. <laughs> it's I mean, it's good. It's I just struggle to go back to it because it's an ebook. Yeah, I understand. You are audio for life. I am. Well, we talked about a lot of books today. This was fun. Sure did. This is going to be a long, uh, long uh, show note, you know. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Lots of show notes. Um, but thank you for joining me here at our office. To um, <laughs> Thanks for inviting me to the office. <laughs> <laughs> to talk about books today. It was lots of fun. I loved it. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ink Drinkers Pod. Cheers. Cheers.